fan. They also have uh, robots that do like robot cheerleaders to like cheer on the players. Like, like kind of like that, uh, the cleaning lady in the Jetsons. She's not quite as like I would say approachable. Like she's a little bit more <laughs> athletic. Like she's kind of like more athletic looking. Um, but yeah, there's like four of them, and they do a little routine. I don't, I don't know when we'll get our robot cheerleaders. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Professional Friends, everyone. Yes. Calvin, is your mom calling you again? <laughs> I'm your producer, no. Carolina Hidalgo. And Calvin Cato's got an incoming call as we speak. Yeah, no, she's texting me right now. It's fine. Hi, guys, with Calvin. <laughs> and Hi, Calvin. He's so embarrassed that his mom is somehow in the proximity. <laughs> oh, it's <me>, Calvin. <laughs> And John Bivakwa. I'm going to call Calvin, too. Let's conference with your mom. <laughs> I swear to God, please don't. <laughs> and Anna Paratori. Hey, let's go Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Huge baseball fan. I mean, I love a baseball game. It was kind of sad to see all the headlines about opening day or, or virtual opening day. I mean, I guess it'll be people still watch – you know the game on television but there's something i mean for me the whole appeal is going there and getting drunk during the day and eating like you know nachos in but public you do, but you can do that at home yeah i know but but the appeal of doing it with strangers yeah you know yeah. and risk somebody seeing me eating nachos in public that's the excitement yeah <laughs> i don't, don't want to be seen on the jumbo screen feeling <laughs> yeah. jumbo I can eat nachos. I can shame eat nachos any night of the week. And I do. <laughs> but there's a challenge of like being a good 20 miles away from your bathroom after drinking all day. Oh, my God. And eating nachos so and feeling very nauseous at the end of that. So, you know, like it's just like a fun way of how do I get home completely intact? Yeah. But there's something yeah, it's about like going it. To the is, beach. The beach, yeah, yeah, it's like um, it's part of the thing. Like, how long can you survive a baseball game <laughs> or the beach? Because you're probably going to be dehydrated, yep. sunburned, um, intoxicated, bloated, and confused. Yeah, I never know what's going on, and especially like, see, I only seen one that baseball game I was thrown out of. Um, I was a Red Sox fan in Yankee Stadium. Um, <laughs> that's what happened. That's yeah. what happened. They're like, get her out of here. Anna Paratori, she's the biggest Red Sox fan we've ever seen. Get out. <laughs> um, I was born in Fenway. It's such a slow game, though. I mean, you can really – it doesn't take that much to follow a baseball game. It's it pretty does, slow it, moving. It does in a way because, like, I we were in such nosebleed seats that literally – because we couldn't hear the announcer. So I was like – I don't know what my blurs are doing. Are those my blurs? Are those the mm. Red Sox? I don't know. I actually found watching it at a bar with a bunch of like different screens uh, just easier. You could hear things. You could see them. Like It just felt yeah. like I felt really distanced. And you were closer to the drinks. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of games. And they games, cost not $20. <laughs> speaking of games with screens, how about <laughs> video games? Oh yeah, Calvin. Calvin's <laughs> Calvin's assignment to us to um, look at some of his favorite video games. Calvin, I went through some of those YouTube clips you sent, and they were um, they were strikingly familiar and also um, 
sadly really exciting, which tells you what our um, barometer for entertainment is during a quarantine. <laughs> oh, please. You have no idea. I, um, I spend a lot of time watching, <laughs> an embarrassing amount of time, watching video, people play video games online. Yeah, like, uh, it's kind of fun, actually. I did it this afternoon. I watched Earthworm Jim, and it was it was not even watching a video game. It, it was just time went by. Next thing I know, it's like an hour later. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And Earthworm Jim is one of the, like my favorite ones, which is why I'm glad you watched it. It's, um, it's a very weird, weird game made by this guy who sadly is now a super right-wing conservative Neo-Nazi question mark? Oh, but, wow. Right. How did that happen? It feels like <laughs> Earth World Gym like, have some like undertones about, I don't know, environmental rights for worms? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which is why it's so weird. Like, I mean, so basically the whole premise of Earthworm Jim is that he is a, a literally an earthworm and then a spacesuit fell on him. So now he just lives in the spacesuit and he fights uh, a villain called Psycho, who is a crow who also fell into a spacesuit. So it's a very high concept kind of thing, but it's so <laughs> stupid. So is it about global warming? Am I not getting it? Well, I mean, they also have to take on like a hierarchy. So it's anti like monarchy. And there's also kind of an environmental message-ish. Really? I thought it was about steaks fighting you and an eggs in the background of <laughs> spatulas. Like, I did not take it in that kind of context whatsoever. I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's not really about anything, per se. Because, again, yeah, stakes fight each other. There's one thing where you have to fight off island cabinets. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, have to, you have to catch, like, puppies or something and then, and, like, bounce yes. them from a mar giant marshmallow into a basket or something like yeah. that. Wow. If that's not a, like, metaphor for corporate life, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dad with the man. Thank you, Earthworm Jim. You're, you're everybody's man. He's going to the. He's going to go watch the game virtually today. That's who Jim is. <laughs> Although I guess actually that level maybe that does make sense in that because he is conservative and like so the whole point is that this dog has 400 kids and you have to bounce those ki kids off a marshmallow from his house. Oh, I thought they were puppies. No, they are puppies, but oh. they're his kids. You know, he's a puppy but, as well, or oh. he's a dog. He's a worm. He's no, 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 not earthworm. So earthworm Jim has a friend named Peter Puppy who has four hundred puppy babies. Okay, right. duh, Anna, duh. <laughs> you, you libtards don't know about this shit, man. But <laughs> don't you think though that all of that, like the gameplay, just like Sonic the Hedgehog, it's all just biting super mario brothers it's all roughly some version of super mario brothers like classic i feel like sonic stands on its own like sonic is i think the crown jewel of sega genesis and of my childhood i know but if you replace that hedgehog with that short italian plumber i mean isn't it kind of the same game <laughs> Oh. No, because Sonic, well, what I liked is that Sonic had attitude. So first of all, Mario was like an adult. Sonic's a teenager. So he's got <laughs> attitude. He's extreme and cool and like uses Z instead of S, you know? <laughs> like, semantics. All Eddie. semantics, Calvin. But also Sonic was like super fast. He could like run loop-de-loops and corkscrews and like 
he curled up into a ball, and so any part of his body would just kill things. Whereas Mario would just have to stomp on things. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's roughly it's just some dude running through something trying to get coins. Story of my life. If you're gonna look at it on a very, very broad level, if you're gonna be like very yes, it's it's kinda it's it's a dude who's running getting coins. But there's apparently some sort of intricacies in this because I actually played Super Mario Brothers 3 this afternoon and I got <sighs> through like the second yeah on uh, Marcus's switch and I got to the second thing and I realized how how silly it really is that there is a plumber who has to go find you know uh, the princess but every single time he has they give him something else to do you know yeah they're like, you got to retrieve this wand and, and things like that. And like nobody like really said like he all he gets at the end is a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Nothing wow. That is a metaphor for the corporate world, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a working class man. He doesn't even get a tip. There's no there's I mean, I guess you can't tip tip uh, uh, plumbers or anything like that. Right. That's like a rule. No, I'm can. sure you can. Can you? Yeah, I tipped. um well, recently, like, um, we had someone come and work on the house. and like, yeah, we tipped him. Oh, good. Okay. I don't know. I haven't had a plumber come over. It's it's, it's <laughs> 1955. You know? Wait, Calvin, Super Mario came to your house? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He did. I gave him a lot of gold one coins, and then I gave him a mushroom. <laughs> Known as pennies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just, like, Tomb Raider for me, I remember the first time I saw Tomb Raider, my mind was blown. I was like, first of all, I can't believe how cool she looks in her, like, short shorts that she has guns strapped to. And she just, like, was kind of, you could just do whatever you wanted. You know, you had to, like, you know, go through the whatever, the ancient temples. But something about it, I felt so free. And then mostly she just, you know, shoots like wolves and shit. But I just remember thinking, I can't believe I get to be this girl and wander around the jungles. I appreciate that you were like, I can't wait to think about this girl after I played as this girl for two hours in my parents' basement. <laughs> like, that's what all the collective of like 12-year-old boys or like 8-year-old boys were like, wow. <laughs> Thank you for this. I get to have double D's and blow shit up and then think about those virtual <laughs> I mean, that is very and, true. Very and she had, true. you know, she had a whole narrative. She had, like, there was always, um, like, sort of animation at the beginning and middle and end, which, like, told her story. You know, it wasn't just her going for um, saving a princess. Oh, what was her story? Where, where was she going? Well, she was like rich, but she was like a she was rich and she was an explorer. I mean, she was basically Indiana Jones. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like well, he, he was a college professor, right? Like he he went to go save relics because it belongs in a museum. And yeah, well, she's looking for relics and shit. <laughs> so like where to like bring back to a museum? But what no, is her, her house? No. Like she just had a mansion. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I was always bothered by Tomb Raider because I was like, this is such white privilege to be like, I own a mansion. <laughs> and because the, the first practice level was like her butler fucking helping her get through a course. And I'm like, what is this shit? And then you're going to go 
to fucking Egypt, which already has problems, and you're just gonna be like, hi guys, instead of using my money to help you, I'm just gonna loot your temples for my fucking <laughs> mansion. He's a very problematic hero. <laughs> Not Wasn't like she, though, Mario. Not like Mario. <laughs> Mario is at least liberating a kingdom from an evil turtle. Or reptile. Yeah, but he just did it for, you know, because he was trying to get with Princess Peach, so... Well, but also, if you want to get with Princess Peach, ask on a date. Don't be like, hey, let me kidnap you and have some Italians come save you. But I thought Luigi got with Princess Peach, or is that something I dreamt up when I was a kid? That's the fan fiction you wrote as a, as a teenager. I, I did write it and then just read it to myself, slowly. She loves an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know why, but I just, I, I just figured I'd go with height at that time. I felt like since Luigi was taller, then... Luigi would go with Princess Toadstool. It was very close-minded. I have since learned and uh, apologized publicly about that. So now I think <laughs> they should just be a thruple and then just move on. Wait, but they were related. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're brothers. I don't know if I like this new draft of this new slash you're doing about Peach and Mario and and toadstool or what other other i like to think that maybe mario comes over to your house he's in the bathroom for a very long time he comes out and he's like well uh this is what i did i uh i went down this tube i saw a bunch of <laughs> little like bell sprouts i stomped on them i seven up happened i got bigger i got smaller as as the day progressed I don't know. I I saved the day, but like honestly, you're gonna new, need some new piping, and uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> how does it work that Mario's? Do, right. Is he doing this on the job? <laughs> Mario in real life is very complicated. IRL Mario. <laughs> Which is why Sonic's better. See. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I mean, I know that Mario also, like all good video games, actually most of the video games we talked about has had a cartoon spinoff. I think even Tomb Raider did too. Really? Well, she had a movie with Angelina Jolie in a Patty yeah. bra. Yeah. And she then had the, an and then animated the series too? I thought it was just the live action Just movie. the movies. Which I actually surprisingly liked. Yeah, they're cool movies. They're they're basically animated movies, but they yeah. happen to be live action. <laughs> a lot of it didn't really make sense, though. Because I what was it? Was it the first movie where Angelina Jolie had to fight that six armed statue? Do you remember this? Yeah, the. I mean, it's not. I don't really think it was about the plot. I don't think, were, I don't think they were overly concerned about the plot. But what was she wearing? That we can talk about. Exactly. It was all about the costume. There is, you know, I continue to be surprised by how much of a, um, how gay video games are. Like, I think the, like, most people would be surprised how big a gay how how popular they are amongst gay people, but I think it has something to do with the like, uh, you know, th this element of escapism for marginalized groups. Like I played, Calvin, you sent that clip of Streets of Rage, and I had forgotten all about it because I remember like playing my uncle's Streets of Rage game and being like, my mind was blown that you could be that girl in the red leather mini. <laughs> 
Oscar and Bustier, who was like fighting people and and really it was like pretty fairly violent game and just feeling so empowered like yeah she's like cool and feminine and she's in like red leather but she's also punching everyone in the face like maybe that could be me someday and has that happened yeah what happened john yeah (laughs) and that's me now in my everyday life i wear red leather and i fight on the streets enraged (laughs) (laughs) and i like i'm continue to be surprised by how many gay people i see on like online on instagram like just posting about their new game or they're still playing video games into adulthood yeah i, I like I mean, me yes so yeah, like Calvin. heterosexual people too i mean like I, <laughs> I don't know if like video games have like a huge sexual connection um i mean now that i've said that i don't know no but, no, but in terms of like gender politics, they absolutely do because something about Tomb Raider and the Streets of Rage girl really appealed to me because like you're looking for something out of the ordinary like to because you don't necessarily get those images or at least you didn't in like, you know, popular culture at large. But then all of a sudden you stumble upon this video game where you know you can choose like to pick the outlier, so to speak. And something about it does feel empowering. Like I, I know like a lot argue. of gay people I know a lot of gay people I know always know like the female character in every action video game. Because you didn't necessarily get those images in other like you know media of course there's sailor moon which i was like you did watch anime but yeah like anime anime aside of course i mean calvin what do you think uh i mean i actually would agree it's so funny because i was actually talking to um a, a gay male friend of mine about this because he also plays a lot of video games and um we were talking about how a lot of what video games did for us because I mean I was playing games since I was like maybe five or six like I had like a Super Nintendo and then a Nintendo and I own too many systems Um, but a lot of what we played at the time were like fighting games where like you know well there's Streets of Rage and Final Fight but also like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and like and like a lot of Chun Li Chun Li Chun Li goddess and like and it was like those games and then I later on when I was like in high school I started playing role playing games like you know Final Fantasy and stuff like that and we were saying that a lot of it is about like because you kind of already feel like you're not in your own identity like you don't necessarily know like what is different about you per se but you know something is and it is cool to be able to like be in those characters and like live those character lives and like get just be like oh this is cool like this is what it would be like to be different but also empowered and not feel weaker if that makes sense right right totally and if you remember super mario 2 you could (laughs) play as peach do you remember this oh yeah mario 2 of course i do she used to fly. Were you Peach? I was always Peach. Oh yeah, I only played as Peach. At the time, it was more because she could like hover, and so I kept fucking up the jumps with everyone else. But then I was like, I actually like Peach. She's good. Look at her. She's like picking vegetables out the ground and throwing them at people, and like she was yeah. the best. How do you play Peach? Okay, you know what? We can't get into this, but <laughs> let me I, know. Okay, later. wait, real quick. 
I feel like from like a woman's perspective growing up yes. with like Sailor yeah. Moon, go on. Um, <laughs> no, I wish I had Sailor Moon, but it was like not released in uh, America yet. So I had to play this like bootleg PC version with like a Sega emulator from Japan. It was it took days to download on Kazaa. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I would I would say like video games are strange and similar to anime. Um, like you grow up and also if you're like me, you would draw all of these incredibly unproportional women. Um, and you know, eventually your parents are looking at your drawings like, um, wow, she's uh, beautiful, honey. And she looks like a hooker and she has humongous breasts. And like, for some reason I am not aware that I'm just copying this, you know, this like the way that women are supposed to be if they are in video games or if they are. I mean, obviously, like Peach is like a toddler who happens to be a princess. I don't know. But like, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I would say like, you know, Cammy or Chun-Li or or like uh, or Laura Craft, all those women are have great posture and humongous <laughs> breast and are able to like really, you know, kick some ass but you're also like how what so i have to be sexy and have to fight with heels on or my attacks somehow have right. makeup in them or like right right it's just like to me it's like a, it took me a while to like realize well i stopped drawing all these like pornographic like girls all the time all over my notebooks like i was like huh I'm yeah. sure if I was flatter chested, I could get actually a lot more done if I was, <laughs> if I was fighting. <laughs> yeah. If I was in arena. Yeah. All I those mean, characters, I think... they're the male gaze. Like, mm -hmm. they're just so, they're just, it's like the male, um, like, video game designer's version of the heroine. She's got to have large breasts. And also, like, somehow her makeup compact is involved in her fighting technique. Yeah. I mean, it's all Carolina's fantasy. like that checks out. That's yeah. me. It's all it's all <laughs> fantasy. It's all it it's it's what you do. Like if you can get dressed up and act all crazy, uh, what are you gonna wear? A Chun Li like uh, like skirt that hikes all the way up to the top of your hip. Like yeah, I mean you don't have to, but hell, like that you know it that helps with the kicks. It's also very <laughs> efficient. And and it goes with the outfit. I mean, you can't see her right now, but Caroline is actually dressed as Chun Li in her home <laughs> studio. I am. She's high kicking right now. <laughs> I, Hadouken, I, Hadouken. I love I love Chun Li. I don't know. I I mean, it, it is really like uh, you know, the the female form is a beautiful thing. If you want to show it, that's great. If you don't, that it, that's great too. It it really doesn't matter. To me, at least. To me, it doesn't matter. I, I think it's just, like, really cool dressing. Just like when the guys have to wear, like, these crazy hats and cover themselves from head to toe, but they're in the middle of Brazil fighting. I mean, that can't be <laughs> comfortable either. You know? I mean, <laughs> they must be dying in there. True. Yeah, it must be really hard for those ripped video game men. <laughs> <laughs> they're really struggling. <laughs> I mean, point. I will say that, like, yeah, I obviously, like, obviously, there are a lot of older video games that did not age well. <laughs> I'll put that mildly. <laughs> but I think what was cool, at least for me, because like, I, I don't know if you guys did this, but I used to go to, like, actual arcades back when arcades were a thing. 
Uh-huh. And so, like, we would, I would go, like, with friends and, you know, we'd spend, like, you know, $20 and quarters on, like, you know, cruising and, like, Crazy Taxi and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and all of those things. And it's, like, it was interesting to see, like, how it slowly evolved. And also, I guess for me, like, what I did like about video games and what I like is that, like, that and what I also think has gotten a lot better about video games is the fact that it did feel more inclusive at the time. Like, I feel like video games kind of helped to bridge a racial gap. Like, yeah, at least for me, like I, it was so cool to like go and play street fighter and see like other black kids playing, you know, and like, and occasionally you'd see women playing and like, and then like more and more, like you would start to see more like women playing and more like people who are openly queer who would play. And like, yeah, I don't know, there was there was something so nice and equalizing about it because I mean I, I like I definitely agree like you have like Chun Li and Cammy and like pretty much any Mortal Kombat fighter is like a ninja girl in a bathing suit. This is dyed different colors, which is very lazy. But <laughs> as I feel like as things progress and as more I guess like non-white guys started playing, we were like, hey, like let's also get involved and get represented better. And so you've seen better representation grow. You might not necessarily get those images like at the time in cartoons or movies or TV shows, but there's something about like video games where you could seek them out. And it was like, you know, you could you could find your avatar. Yeah, if you wanted to, or maybe like that's also another thing. Like a lot of times, people like to make their little thing to make it look like them or whatever. Or some people want to be green and giant, and you know, uh, with orange hair, and and where his parents died in a car crash, and he was raised by the slime in Brazil, and then he grew up in the street fighting world. I'm sorry. So you are you a Blanca fan? You're a Blanca fan, aren't you? I'm a big Blanca fan. What's your fanfic.net screen name so it can find your work? Did you guys did you guys play The Sims at all? Like when The Sims was happening? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was bad at it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I used to stay up for like twenty four hours playing The Sims to the extent that I thought I was living there with them. (laughs) And I was like I was like going to work every day in the sims world so i could afford new wallpaper which again sort of i guess circles back to gay sensibilities but well here's something really good my friend jing lei bought one of those like wicked expensive like computers to game on i guess you know that's a thing right gavin like people buy these um because the graphics are better and they have more storage or whatever so jing lei then buys this and i was like oh i didn't really know you're that much of a gamer like what are you what are you playing on it? And he was like, The Sims. And I was like, I don't know. If you, needed... <laughs> <laughs> you needed that, like. There's so many decorating options. And yeah, you it's need a... probably multiple screens. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably wicked high def. Looking at. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a lot. Like, the, the decorating was actually my favorite thing to do. It really was. I would learn all the cheats and how to get like a million dollars or whatever, you know, as much as you can. And then I would make the coolest home, the coolest, uh, you know, getaway, the coolest whatever 
dungeon, what everything like that. And then when I was What's in your house, apparently <laughs> not the coolest dungeon. <laughs> the coolest dungeon. The regular stuff. Not even a shitty dungeon, like a cool one. And, <laughs> but, and then like, you know, I figured like, oh, I have my whole life figured out now. It's all good. And then I walk away from the computer and it's like everything crashes in front of me. So it's like it's a fun- Are you kidding? Your whole apartment looks exactly like a sim stimulation. Stimulation? Stimulation. <laughs> Sorry. It feels so something stimulating. about something about the cheat code though just ruined it. It's like a that's a metaphor for life because once you get everything you want without any work you're just like i remember i remember learning that rosebud code and once i could buy everything i think i i think i walked away from the game once there was no more once i once i quit my job and discovered that cheat code in sims world that's when i stopped playing (laughs) john the progression is that you should have you should have uh, went to Egypt and found a couple of relics. I think that's what millionaires are doing. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, oh, that's how she got her fortune. <laughs> so I've reached a place in quarantine where I think I'm retired. Um, I think Calvin and Carolina will appreciate this. The guy I'm seeing has turned me on to Murder, She Wrote. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. We have to go. There's no time what? for Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> On next episode, find out. I just found out Murder She Wrote actually does have a PC game. Oh my god! Really? No, it does. It It does. Why do you think? First of all, why did you exclude me from your Murder She Wrote (laughs) reference? You know that's one of my favorite shows, and she's my idol. Wait, John, are you serious? Yes, and I've actually researched the PC game, and it's actually, (laughs) it's just puzzles. It's not like any actual... There's like a gardening segment? Yes, and I I really wanted, I wanted the game so desperately to be, I could be Angela Lansbury in that world, like Tomb Raider, but you're just the character Jessica Fletcher wandering around the town, like, talking to people and solving murders. Yeah, because you're a middle-aged woman. I mean, what else I'm, can I'm a, be? I, I'm an old woman, is what I'm trying to say. I literally just involuntarily shook my head several times violently. Uh, I just want you to know that. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that I felt it, and I was like, oh, wow. I, I do like, not agree with this. We were just talking about there should be more representation really out there. It should be, oh, murder she wrote. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know though. I think like women in their seventies don't really get that much that much limelight. So it's true. It's, it's pretty true. progressive. She was the pioneer. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self esteem. See you next week. <laughs>